Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 minutes or so, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can and help other people in your life grow in their faith. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come closer to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing with everybody you can today. I want us to move into the next section of our study in this broader series that we've been really focusing on that I've just simply entitled Heart Troubles. And again, we're not talking about our physical heart pumping blood through our circulatory system. We're talking about heart troubles from a spiritual perspective. A spiritual perspective. When somebody, you know, clutches their fist and they pound their chest over their physical heart and they say, I believe this with all of my heart or I love you with all of my heart, they're not talking about that That organ that's pumping blood through their circulatory system. They're talking about their mindset. They're talking about their value system, their commitment, their conscience. But again, we want to carry it even deeper than that. We're talking about heart troubles from a spiritual perspective. And ultimately, we need to really be focused on our spiritual lives, our spiritual identity, because God created us in his image, Galatians chapter 1 and verses 26 and 27. And as such, he has created us with a soul. And as such, we are absolutely unique from everything else that God has created. Now, while we may look at animals around us, we may have pets, we may have some domesticated animals, we may just go and admire animals in the wild, and that's all great. And I love to do those kinds of things. And at the same time, I recognize that they're animals. They're not created in the image of God. They don't have a soul. Now, as much as we may love our pets, as much as we may love animals in general, they're still not on the same level as human beings because only human beings did God say, let us make in our image. Only man did he say, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So we understand right from wrong. We understand righteousness from ungodliness. We understand sin from faithfulness. We understand right, we understand good from evil. But nothing else that God created understand has those depths of understanding. Now we can train animals in a lot of cases to respond to certain stimuli, to certain stimuli. But but that's because we've trained them to do that. And so they react based uh, based upon what we have used to train them to respond to those particular stimuli. But it's not because they inherently understand right from wrong and good from evil and wickedness from righteousness. It's because we train them that way to respond in certain ways to certain stimuli. But we, as human beings, we, because God blessed us and created us in his image with a soul, so we have that we have that spiritual being within our physical body, we inherently understand those concepts, those principles. 
goodness versus evil, righteousness versus unrighteousness, faithfulness versus sinfulness and wickedness and so on. We inherently understand those principles. Nothing else does. So we really are unique from all of the rest of creation and we need to live like it. And I'm not talking about live in arrogance because that's one of the heart troubles that we we looked at. I'm talking about living in righteousness before God, in faithfulness to him. And speaking of that, that's really the subject of this section in our study on heart troubles. Now we've, we've looked at a whole bunch of them to this point. We've talked about hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, ungodly pride, harsh judgments and being hypercritical against other people. We've talked about anger and we've talked about fear. All of these are problems of the heart. They're all heart troubles. Now, some of those may have raised some eyebrows among our listeners. Others, a lot of people would just shake their head. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's, I understand that comes from the heart. But outward actions, as Jesus pointed out and instructed, and that we've looked at repeatedly in Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 and 19, they come from the heart. Jesus even talked about murder and theft coming from the heart. And some people probably have not thought about that carefully enough to realize that our, 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 our outward actions are products of our heart condition, how we've conditioned our heart. Well, what about this particular section in our study? I want to talk about faith. Faith. Now, some people, again, their eyebrows might be raising up a little bit. Their ears might be perking up a little bit. But faith, what is faith? Well, if you ask 10 people what faith means, you probably almost certainly get 10 different answers. Now, there might be similarities within those 10 answers, but there'll be some degree of differences probably. Most would probably say something about faith having to do with believing, and so there's the similarity that probably most all of those 10 people who you would ask, what is faith? They would probably all say, well, well, believing, okay? But beyond that, the responses would probably go off in a number of different directions. The New Testament actually speaks of at least three different aspects of faith. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure very many people have really thought through this and come to realize that there are three different aspects of faith that are spoken of in the New Testament scriptures. Basic faith is the personal belief of an individual in response to God and his teachings. So Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now that's the biblical definition of faith. So some people will say faith, and there'll be critics of Christianity. They'll be critics of God in a lot of cases. And a lot of times atheists or agnostics or skeptics might say, you know, faith, that's just a blind leap in the dark. You know, you just believe in something you can't see. You can't prove. You have no subjective evidence or objective evidence that, that it exists. No, that's, what, that's not what Christian faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. True faith, saving faith, 
Christian faith is based upon evidence, evidence. And then we also read in the sixth verse of Hebrews chapter 11, where the Hebrews writer goes on and he says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who would come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So faith in the basic form or the basic aspect of faith is belief, believing in God, believing in God. That's, that's the basic understanding of faith. But when you start looking at the other aspects of faith as taught in the scriptures, they go deeper than that. Now, when we look at John, the gospel account according to John, we look in chapter 3, and I want us to read verses 14, 15, and 16. We read about the, we read about basic faith, our personal belief in God, and particularly in this text of Scripture, in Jesus as God's Son and our Lord and Savior. So, verse 14, John chapter 3, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And Jesus is speaking here, by the way. So he's foretelling that he's going to end up on the cross. Verse 15, that whoever, whoever, notice, believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then in verse 36, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. So believing is the basic, the most basic fundamental aspect of faith as taught in the Scriptures. We must believe in God, Hebrews 11 and 6, as we read. We must believe in Jesus as God the Son and our Lord and Savior, John chapter 3, verses 15, 16, and 36. And with faith, with that basic fundamental aspect of faith, goes obedience. We must believe enough to obey. In fact, obedience to the teachings of God is our belief or our faith put into action. So basic faith is the personal belief of an individual in response to God and in response to Christ as our Savior and God's Son. The faith, now, so I said basic faith, okay, that's the first aspect of faith as taught in the Scriptures. The faith is the body of teaching in Scripture upon which a person's personal faith is based. Now, did you get that? Okay. The faith, basically, when we put it in the broadest perspective, is God's Word. God's Word. In Acts chapter 6 and verse 7, we read this. Acts 6, verse 7. Then the Word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. They were obedient to what they were taught in God's Word. The faith is God's Word. We'll look at another text of Scripture here along this line, and it's Romans chapter 1. I'm sorry, not Romans, but uh, Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, and I want us to look at verse 27. 
And again, notice what we read about the faith. Philippians 1 and verse 27. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. The faith, God's word. Our personal faith is based upon the faith, God's word. Again, what we keep emphasizing in these studies Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. The Word of God is the faith, my personal belief, my personal faith, which would include obedience, is or springs from my coming to learn and understanding, understand and believe in the teachings of the faith, God's Word. We'll look a little bit further next time. Faith heart problem? Yeah, because what we're really going to focus on is weak faith. Weak faith is a problem of the heart. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for blessing us with your word through which we can develop and grow in our personal faith and help that faith to always be strong. Help us to stand on guard against letting our faith become weak. Help us, Father, along these lines, please. And please, Father, please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.